It's Texas A&M's bye week, which means it's finally time to start talking about what things need to be better. And the number one thing on my list is this offensive line. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk a little bit about some things going on this week. First of all, I want to do a uh, mid-season mailbag type of episode. So leave me some questions in the YouTube comments of this show, and we will do that either on Thursday or Friday's episode of Locked on Aggies this week. So leave me some questions, and we will do that this week. Um, so that'll be a fun one. And then also, we're going to do kind of MVP of the season so far, MVP of the offense, defense, and special teams. So leave those answers in the comments as well, and I'll share mine, and we'll run through some of those. So that is stuff on the agenda for this week. It is the bye week. It's time to really, we're not worried about a game. We're not worried about what's next right now. We're worried about what are the issues for this team and what needs to be fixed. Where we currently sit, four and three, seven games into the year. You got five left to really salvage this season, fix this season. And it's time to figure out what can we do to fix it. So we're going to talk about what has to be fixed to salvage this season. And then we're going to talk about what needs to continue to stay the same, stay consistent to, you know, keep the season going. The first thing that on our list here for things that need to be fixed to salvage this season is the offensive line. I mean, just doing more digging on the numbers of this offensive line is just really, it's been really bad. Um, and, And listen, we're going to talk about Max Johnson as something that, you know, kind of has to be better. And, but, you know, when, I, when we get to that at the end of this segment, it's going to, you know, it, it, those things work hand in hand. And I just think this offensive line has been so bad. And then, like, the little things, like Bryce Foster, the bad snaps against Tennessee. And this was interesting. You know, and Coach Fisher in his postgame speech was like, yeah, he had, he had two or three bad snaps. And I'm sitting here going, no, it was like, six or seven bad snaps. And, you know, here's the deal. Little things like that might not seem like the, the most, the biggest deal in the world, but at the end of the day, if you're a quarterback, you know, you just catch a snap, get your eyes downfield. If you have to look down to find the snap, find the football, that is taking time out of your progression, out of your reads downfield. That's a big deal. So that, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the offensive line to be better, but that's one thing right there, flat out, that's got to be fixed. Bryce Foster, you got to snap the ball better you know i mean it's this is these are it hurts plays when you can't snap the ball directly to your quarterback it is a serious issue so part of the offensive line that's got is is that that's that the snap issues have to be fixed but this offensive line as a whole just has to be better somebody commented on it was either the reaction show or yesterday's episode of locked on aggies and said basically you know hey I, i i don't think this offensive line has that dog in them i agree you know, I talked a lot about on this show. I played offensive line a few years in high school, and I had an issue. My issue was I didn't have that dog in me. I looked apart, didn't play the part, and it was all it wasn't. It was all because I just didn't have what it takes 
to play offensive line. And knowing, you know, having played that position in high school makes me really, you know, kind of understand what it takes to be to succeed as an offensive lineman. And it's just a little bit, when you get on that football field, you have to be a little bit crazy, a little bit psycho. And from what I've seen from this offensive line, I mean, I'm not saying they're soft. I'm not, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, you could, I do think that they could have a little bit more dog in them. And, and, and you might say, well, Andrew, get more technical, get more, get more analytical on us, talk more uh, um, numbers. Why are they struggling? At the end of the day, I think offensive line play, frankly, and I know there's a more to it, but a, 70% of it is looking at that guy in front of you and saying, I'm going to push you five feet off or five yards off this line of scrimmage right now. And we're going to, and we're going to gain 15 yards right now. It's like, it's in your head. And so I think um, now, listen, I've watched some plays where there's pressures on Max Johnson because of really good stunts or disguised pressures. It's not just getting overpowered. There's been some of that, but some of it, so that's where I'm saying that some of it's just having that dog in you and some of it is, you know, um, get, some of it is scheme, schematic stuff. That is true. I've seen some plays watching these games back, which I'm going to do that this week, watch all every game back again and really kind of uh, dive into some more stuff. But um, that's one thing that looking at it is like there's been some some scheme things op- opponents have done that have caused issues for the Texas A&M offensive line which I get that. That's going to happen. That's part of it. You know, you, you have to work as a unit. When somebody switches, you have to know to switch. I'm picking up that guy. It's a lot like, uh, you know, in essence, kind of like playing, you know, defense and basketball. If you need to switch, I mean, that's kind of what the thing is. Left guard and right, uh, left guard and left tackle. Sometimes I have to say, hey, we need to switch up here. But the offensive line has to be fixed. It's, I talked about it going into the season. The Your offensive line has to be good or else a whole bunch of things on your offense aren't going to flow well. You know, you're because it, it, it's so important to the run game, the pass game, protecting your quarterback. Everything that flows on an offense has to flow because of your offensive line. And if your offensive line isn't getting pushed and giving your quarterback time in the pocket, it's going to be hard for your offense to work. So people are concerned about the, the offense. To be brutally honest, I'm concerned about the offensive line. I see receivers running open. I feel confident that Max Johnson, when he sees open receivers, can get it to him. I feel confident that uh, Le'Veon Moss and Reuben Owens, who it seems like are the guys now, um, I feel confident that if there's a hole, they're going to find it and they're going to pick up yards. I think a lot of this comes down to can the offensive line block? Can the offensive line create space for the running backs? It's going to come down to that. Can they do that? Can they salvage this? Can they fix this? They need to get healthy, get themselves right, and figure this out because if this offensive line isn't going to get any better, this could be a painful last five games of the season. The next thing I have listed here is quarterback. I think, and um, and I was going to talk about secondary next, but I talked a lot about the offensive line, so I want to be able to talk a lot about the secondary, so we'll talk about that in segment two. But quarterback, once again, I said it a minute ago, I don't think that Max Johnson has been terrible. Now, I also don't think that Max Johnson is Connor Wigman. I don't. At first, I knew there would be a drop-off. We all knew there would be a drop-off. But I thought the drop-off would be kind of, you know, eh, a little bit compared to a lot. I think it's more – the drop-off is is bigger than I had imagined um, with, when Connor Wigman went down with his, with his injury. So 
uh, Max, like I said, he's just decision making. There's been a couple decisions that I, I know we like backs, a couple plays that, you know, uh, there's a couple throws against Bam. I know we like back some against Tennessee as well. But at the end of the day, against Alabama and against Tennessee, I think Alabama, I mean, I think uh, Max Johnson did just about everything he could do to put Texas AM in a position to win that football game. I know that they didn't. I know that you could make the argument he needs to be better. And I, and I don't completely disagree. He needs to be better, but I think that he's done enough, enough for Texas A&M to win these football games. So, you know, and I think a lot of his issues, frankly, come down to there's somebody in his face every time he goes to throw the football. And that is extremely concerning. So, you know, one thing I'd say too, talking about quarterback play and offensive line play if you know that you're struggling to get the ball downfield or to to you know have time to let routes develop because of the pressure coming from your lack of off uh, your your poor offensive line play, then you know scheme around it, Coach Petrino. You know do something where you're we're running a lot of slants, running a lot of a ten yard outs, running a lot of throws that it's snap one two throw for Max Johnson and he can get the ball out to these dynamic receivers. You know these receivers can get open at the blink of an eye. So, um. There are things that need to be fixed on this offensive line. And while the poor offensive line play has affected Max Johnson, I do think he just needs to play just a little bit better for this Texas A&M team to salvage this season, maybe steal one from LSU or Ole Miss. So those are two things early on into this episode of Locked on Aggies that I just I think those are important things that have got to figure themselves out on this bye week. Hopefully this bye week is a good opportunity to to begin to figure that stuff out. The next thing we're going to talk about, I already alluded to, is the secondary. It's another thing that has got to be better if you want to salvage this season. And we'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. LinkedIn is the most amazing application to ever be invented in the world. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, I talk about it all the time. It's a service. I've gotten jobs with it before. I've had friends get jobs with it before. I've had family members use it to hire. It's just an app that is so well-constructed, useful, and an all-around great product that everybody needs to have and needs to use for their small business. Whether you're an employer looking for employees or you're looking for a job, LinkedIn is your go-to spot. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So the secondary is the next thing I have listed here. And, you know, it's funny because it's funny how a season goes by and you look at different things and you go, oh, okay, at this point in the season, we thought that this was the issue. Now, after the Miami game, we were sitting here saying, well, this defensive line wasn't getting any pressure. No wonder the secondary struggled. They, had, uh, they were in, in coverage for 20 seconds every play. Then against Alabama, you do get pressure the whole game, 
and you still the secondary kind of got picked apart. So it's a it's a tale of two situations. Now I look at it as I think the secondary just is struggling a little bit. Things like the injury to Tony Grimes hurt because here's the deal. Would he have been an upgrade? Would he have been better? We don't know. We're not going to know because he hadn't been out there. Going into the year, I thought Tony Grimes was going to be an all-star. I thought he was going to come in. He coming in from North Carolina, former five-star guy. Thought he was going to come into Texas A&M, kind of revive his career, put together some great numbers. And he gets to Texas A&M, and it's and he just injuries, can't get on the field. It's just been a weird situation. So you got to roll with the cards you dealt. And um, Josh DeBerry, you know, he's he's done some good things, and then he's done some bad things. I think at times uh, Chappelle's done some. You could say the same thing. Done some good things. Done some bad things. The the safeties who we thought were going to be all stars have struggled at times. We've seen guys like Jacoby Matthews and Deuce Harmon come in at times. I, you know, it's we've seen different guys play roles, and we've seen some guys. You know, uh, Thomas. We've seen the, the freshman come in and play. It, it's it's a position where I thought things i thought it was gonna be a lot better than it has been it was a pretty good unit last year last year like i said it, it's it's kind of flip role reversal last year the issue was stopping the run this year aside from the tennessee game the Aggies have stopped the run at a high level the issue really has been stopping the pass and you know how, how do you fix that can it be fixed uh, you know it, it's just i think that at the end of the day you have to just cover better it's one of those things i don't think it's technique i think it's just People are getting beat. Josh DeBerry is getting beat on a lot of go balls. You saw that against Tennessee. That They weren't doing a good job hitting them, but you could tell early on into that game. Joe Milton obviously wasn't very accurate, but early on into that game, Heupel wanted to push that football down the field and try and beat some of these corners. And you're going to see that continue, continue, continue to be a theme for opposing teams. They're going to want to beat Texas A&M vertically. They're going to want to beat them downfield. Um, so yeah, this secondary is going to have to be better. It's going to have to be better. And if it's not better, you're going to continue to have to score a lot of points to win ball games. And now listen, what now I will say in the Tennessee game, I thought the secondary did, did a heck of a job, you know, a heck of a job. You can't knock them for that game, but the Alabama game and the Miami game, you know, they got picked apart a little bit. So, you know, Texas A&M, one thing I think we've learned is with the offensive line struggles, I, Originally, I thought this team would be able to win in the shootout. Now, looking at the, this offensive line, I think you, you're not a team that can can win in the shootout like I originally thought, which means you're going to have to do a better job stopping the the pass and playing good defense, stopping the run, because if teams put up 40 points, will this offensive line or 30 points, you know, will this offensive line be able to hold up enough to give Max Johnson time to get the ball downfield, stretch the defense, and put some points up on the board. I don't know. So that is another thing we need to see play out. We need to see happen is we need to see this secondary just be a little bit better. And if they're a little bit better and they continue to kind of do what they did against Tennessee, hold opposing defenses to, or the opposing offense to – 20, 21, 17 points. I think the Aggies can win most games. I just don't think the offense played well. The offensive line struggled against Tennessee. They couldn't get points up in the board. So secondary, I was happier with the Tennessee performance, but things still need to get better for the rest of the season. The next thing I have here is the running game slash running backs. A lot of it, frankly, I'm a big believer in running backs that if there's a hole there, 
I think they're going to find it. Running back is so instinctive. It's so just part of you that, you know, they know how to cut. They know how to see holes and, and, and find them. So I think a lot of it is there isn't a lot of room to run. Um, you know, the Aggies, they've at times, I think they've done better getting outside than between the tackles. There's been a few good plays in the run game between the tackles this year, but a lot of it's been to the outside. So, I'm, but once again, the whole thing has to work better as a unit. The offensive line needs to block for these running backs, and the running backs need to do what they can with these blocks. There's been a lot of, a lot of second and nine, second and eight, second and 10, second and 12. You can't have that. It's got to be second and four, five, and six. My favorite thing to say, a lot of people, this is my dad's go-to, and I love this one, and I, I always joke about my friend. You know, uh, if a running back, I have a buddy and um, who's not the biggest football knower, and he always will say, he'll always get upset when the running back runs for four yards, and I'll go, okay, what's four times three? And he goes, 12. And I go, well, how many yards do you need to get a first down? He goes, 10. I go, there you go. Four, five, six-yard runs on first down is how you have a successful running game. Now, you want to burst one eventually, like I talked about. I think this, this running back room needs to be more explosive and needs to do a better job of getting the big plays. But at the end of the day, four, five, six-yard runs on first down set up your offense to be able to do a lot of things. You can then push it downfield on second down. If you don't complete it, you got third in, in, in either manageable or short. So – I think these running backs need to do better on first and 10 and need to do better at getting the explosive plays. And like I said, a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. The offensive line has to give them holes, has to give them time. So we need to see that play out. Uh, the next thing I have here is Randy. Randy's 15 to 21 on the year. Um, so he's two, he, he hasn't missed a kick inside of 40 yards. He is two of seven from 40 to 49 and two of three from 50 plus. So that's impressive that he's two of three from 50 plus where he needs to be better is that 40 to 49 range. You know, that's, that's gotta be the bread and butter. Uh, 40 to 49 is how you make your money. 50 plus, you know, if you're, if you finish the year three for five on 50 plus three for six, I'm not going to be crazy upset at you, but if you finish the year two or, you know, four of 11 from, or four of nine from 40 to 49, that's when I'm a little concerned. So Randy's got to be better. I mean, here's the deal that do the math on that. And I mean, you, I'd have to look back and I should have done that, but I, you know, you'd have to look back to see which games he missed all these kicks in, but that right there, six times three, that's 18 points left on the board based on missed field goals. So they're a big deal. You know, that's, that's, you put those through various games, you can find a way to sprinkle some wins. I mean, it's kicks got to go through the uprights at the end of the day. They have got to go through the uprights. You got to see that happen. Um, and if they don't, it's going to hurt your football team. I mean, here's the deal. It's good to know that inside of 40, Randy hasn't missed any kicks because, you know, if you stall out and you're close, yeah, we want to take the three. But now it's looking to me like, okay, if we're in the 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 40 to 49 range, which would be – the 30 yard line, right? 20. Yeah. The 30, the round, you know, around the 30, 35 yard line, give or take. Yeah. 35, 45. I don't know. 30. What you get what I'm saying when I'm, I need to stop doing math on here. It's embarrassing. But point is if you're in that area where you're about to have to kick a 40 to 49 yard field goal and it's fourth and two, fourth and one, maybe think about going for it. 
you know, maybe think about, hey, should we should we go for it? Um, and I think that's that's coaching. I'd look at these numbers and say, hey, you know, I think that we should start going for things if it is in that fourth and one, fourth and two range from this area because Randy struggled from this range. But if you're inside of 40 and you and it's fourth and two, fourth and three, I'm cool with taking the points. The last thing I have here that needs to be fixed before the season ends is, and we talked about it a lot yesterday, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time hammering this in, but is the second half adjustments slash coaching. Um, the second half adjustments, you can't, we talked, we read that quote from Carter Carroll's. I mean, you can't keep struggling like this in the second half. You are not going to win football games if you continuously come out in the second half and you're just flat, you can't score points, you turn the football over, miss kicks. You can't do that stuff in the second half. Second half is when, especially when you go into the locker room up, that's when you fired up, hey, half an hour, we're 30 minutes away from winning this ball game. Get out of here, happy campers. And they haven't done that against Alabama and Tennessee. So you have to find a way to adjust better in second half. You got to. If you don't adjust, I mean, teams are doing it against you. You've got to do it against them. So we got to see better second half adjustments against LSU, Ole Miss, teams like that. Or I don't know. I, I don't know how you're going to find a way to beat one of those two teams and kind of really salvage this season. We're going to talk about the position groups and the things that need to stay the same throughout the rest of the season coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. Prize picks is the best place to go bet on sports. They do the over and unders, which is my favorite way to bet on sports. I love it. I love taking a player, whether it's NBA, MLB, NFL. Hey, is Jose Altuve going to go over 0.5 singles today? Is LeBron James going to have more than 23 points? Is Patrick Mahomes going to have more than 284 passing yards? I love doing those. They're fun to make these little parlays on those numbers. It's, a, it's my favorite app to use when it comes to betting over under props. I highly recommend checking out Prize Picks. It's a ton of fun. It just makes the game more fun. you got to go take a look. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college and they will match your first deposit up to $100. So the things that we want to see stay the same. The first group I have here is the linebackers. I think, frankly, Cooper, York, and Russell, and I know Cooper's banged up, and we got, and I haven't heard an update on his injury. With it, with it being the bye week, you know, we're not we're not going to hear about that till we get closer to the South Carolina game. But um, when it comes to linebackers, I've been happy with that unit. And going into the season, it's funny because it was a unit we were like, oh man, if somebody gets hurt, we are in trouble. And now you could argue that that statement still stands, but I feel pretty good about this unit. All three of those guys continue and continue and continue to grade out well on PFF, do well tackling, get in the backfield, tackles for loss, sacks. They've just done a good job this year. It was a, it was a unit that, like I said, I was concerned about going into the season, and they have proved me wrong. They have shut me up. I have been extremely happy with how that unit has played so far this season. The next unit I have here is the wide receivers. I'm frankly a little surprised with the lack of what we've seen from Moose. To be brutally honest, I mean, I've talked about that. I thought he was going to have a role in this team. But Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, and Anaya Smith have done a great job this year. I think Jade Walker's done some things. He's done some things we're not happy about, but he's also flashed some signs of, hey, this guy's going to be good in the future. This wide receiver room is really talented. Like we said, going into the year, 
and I think that they've done a good job. They've been open. I think some of the games where the Aggies struggle to move the ball through the air, I think you could argue isn't really on the wide receivers. I think you could say it's more on quarterback play and the offensive line, not giving the quarterback time. So I've been happy with that group. Tight ends. Another thing, you know, when Green went down to begin the year, tight ends, it's a group, they haven't done anything that's been blaringly concerning. And they haven't really, you know, like Jake Johnson's had a couple big plays and helped his team out. So I've been impressed with him, but, this unit, like I said, they, and Max Max had a couple good plays last game. It's a unit that I don't think like they haven't been world beating, but they haven't hurt you. So I have them in the you know in this category. They continue to play well. They haven't really been a concern. Um, I think you could use Jake more. To be honest with you, I think that the connection from Max to Jake has been good this year, and I think you could kind of use him more. So it'll be interesting to see how they use utilize him the rest of the season. But this tight end room, I've been happy with it. I've been extremely happy with it um throughout the year to this point and then the last thing i have here is the defensive line i think that you know in that in that miami game we went uh-oh uh-oh but after that i mean these guys have just been dominant they have been completely ripping up the run game they have been living in opponents backfields they have been making quarterbacks lives miserable this defensive line is a great unit, like we said, coming into the season. I'm really happy that that came to fruition this year because it's just a room full of so much talent, and we just needed to see these guys really show it on the field, and I think they've done that to this point. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, y'all, leave um, your questions in the comments, the YouTube comments. If you're listening on a podcast platform, come on over to the YouTube comments, leave some questions. We will discuss those either on Thursday or Friday this week. And then leave me your um, defensive MVP, offensive MVP, special teams MVP. You know what? Leave me an MVP from for each position group if you like to this point in the year. And we're gonna we'll have that be an episode this week. Talk a lot of this week about breaking down things half uh, now that we're we'll pass the midpoint and played seven games. But now that we're on the bye week, planning for the for the backstretch of this season. So let me know those things in the YouTube comments. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. That helps a lot. And then uh, rate the show on podcast platforms. That helps a lot as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in every day. I appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you all. Thank you so very much. Have a great rest of your day today. Leave those things in the comments, and we will see you tomorrow.